That's top right hand. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PIWA's Prize Perspective Podcast. I am the voice of PIWA, Jonathan Darwin, joined by co-owner Joe Johnson and general manager Cliff Stowers. Gentlemen, it's great to see you again. Good to be back. Yep. Thank you, Jonathan. You're welcome. Uh, we also want to thank our one of our sponsors here, uh, Carnivore Barbecue, Greats Barbecue in the area. They uh, will be back again, hopefully in the near future, to give away some more prizes with some of the questions that you have. Uh, stay tuned to the Carnivore Barbecue's Facebook page as well as PIWA's Facebook page. And also, if you're interested in being a sponsor for PIWA, just email us at PIWAWrestling at gmail.com. Joe, we actually do have a new sponsor, though. Well, we do indeed. Um, it's the Lincoln County Prevention Coalition. Um, basically, um, they're here because uh, we all know of the, the drug problems running around West Virginia and other states at this particular time. Um, Basically, uh, the best way to contact them if you need any kind of help or anything like that is Lincoln County Prevention or Lincoln County Prevention WV dot gmail dot com. That's the best way to reach them at this moment. Um, we can. We're probably going to get some uh, phone numbers and that kind of stuff at some point, but right, right, right now they're uh, they do great work. They help people and and find places for them to go and get help and just a just a great group of people, honestly. Yeah, they're also on Facebook, and we will have their email in the uh, description below for the, for those of you watching on YouTube. Um, as well as some information, I would assume, Joe, on the PIWA uh, Facebook page. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of PIWA, this is a little bit before I officially signed my contract with the company. Uh, you were all getting ready pre-pandemic to crown the first PIWA champion, and it was not being done in what some would call a conventional way. It was, the concept was called a deadly draw. Can one of you speak to what the deadly draw is or how it worked? Oh, you Cliff. So we came up with this concept to have our guys names put in a little clear box. Um, they didn't know who they were working. They didn't know what their match was going to be that night. They didn't uh, – they, they came just trying to prepare to be in a fight that night. A um, couple times, you know, Ryan even let a, uh, let a fan draw a name out. Um, so, basically what happens is your name gets drawn. You wrestle whoever the other name was drawn that night. If you win, your name goes back in the, back in the box. If you lose, you're done. I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the way it was. Um, so that, that was kind of the concept we were trying to go after, trying to freshen things up, not have this normal where everybody knows who, where they're at, who they're wrestling, their normal bracket. We wanted to uh, kind, of, kind of switch things up and uh, kind of make it interesting, especially for our fans. 
So every round, the winners, you didn't, even the winners didn't know who they were going to face. So it could have been like, say, a Kincaid versus a facade. They've each won their prospective matches. They go in the pool. They're thinking, oh, well, normally in this tournament, we're going to face each other. But one of them ends up facing Jack the Ripper Ram Lethal instead. That's exactly right. That's, and that's kind of the way we wanted to go. We, we want to keep these guys on their toes, um, uh, keep our fans on their toes too, keep, their fan, keep our fans coming back because you, you don't know what you're going to see when you get, uh, get into a tournament like this. It's something that it, – it's exciting. It's new. It's not something that's really been done before. I think there's been some other promotions do stuff like it. Um, but it, it keeps, keeps it fresh. It keeps, keeps us excited in the back as well, trying to come up with new ways to, to entertain uh, all of our PIWA fans. Joe, was there any pushback from the talent about this structure versus a traditional bracket? Um, no, um, I didn't hear anything from them, actually. Um, we told them what was going on, and they just, um, they're like, I think they're just used to things being different. You know, at, at, at any promotion, it doesn't matter if it's our promotion or whoever. Uh, they were, they're ready to go. They're, you know, they're indie guys. So they're ready to wrestle any guy at any moment, at any time. They don't care. So they were ready. They're ready to go. Yeah, because in the world of independent professional wrestling, you think you're going to be wrestling somebody, somebody gets a flat tire, somebody gets sick, somebody's family member gets sick, somebody gets called into, called into their pay the bills job, as I like to call it, at the last minute, and they can't make the event, and, somebody, and somebody's just there with a suitcase, and you go, okay, kid, you're on. So, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so that evening, we had three deadly draw matches um we had jack the ram lethal we had ron mathis zayden kane smoky c dustin alexander and jason kincaid why were these six men selected either one uh, of you they they weren't really selected well not so much of, of who was facing whom but why <laughs> did you why did you pick them to be in the tournament or did they reach out to you and say, I want to be the PIWA champion, or I think I have what it takes to be the PIWA champion. They put, they put their name in the box. Okay. And that's just who got drawn. Okay. That's just how it is. And okay. we, we decided, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's, <laughs> doesn't matter if it's misery versus Frankie Swamp Tower. We're going to do it, and that's going to be it, and that's the way it's going to be. And um, these men, these uh, these men put their names in the box, and they were drawn, and that's just the way it goes. Right. And, and the first of the deadly draw matches that evening was Jack the Ripper Ram Lethal versus Ron Mathis, um, one half of DD Trash. Um, this had to be a really unique match to see. It was very unique. Um, and I don't, and at the time, uh, you know, Ron and, uh, Gray, they were not, they were not a tag team with us at the time. Um, 
they had uh, had actually wrestled each other for our promotion at one point. Um, mm-hmm. They these two guys are two of the most talented guys I've ever seen in the ring. Um, and then you get you know Jack. He's just man. This guy can he can go with anybody. It don't matter who you put in there. Um, like he said, it could have been misery. Uh, it could have been Ron. It, it could have been anybody. And Jack, Jack's going to bring it no matter what. So when we got to see this match, I tell you what, those two guys just, I mean, they, they blew it up in there. They really, they went out there and they set the tone for the entire night. Would you concur, Joe? Um, absolutely. Um, Ramley full. He's new, you know, he, he's a new guy. He's, He's like two or three years out of training. Um, and when we drew Mathis against him, which Mathis has been all over, like he's been CZW, he's been Rewind, he's been he's been everywhere. I mean, let's just, let's face it. Um, I knew that Ram Lethal had a very small chance, but you know what? Raymond Lethal went in there. He gave it his best. He did the best that he could. He he had a great match with Mathis, but you know what? Mathis and his experience was just too much. Yeah. And sometimes experience wins out at the end of the day. Jack has nothing to be ashamed of, of himself at this point. Um, he, like you said, he's, he's a young up-and-comer. I've seen him wrestle on a couple of different occasions and he is a very talented young hand and he's going to do great things in this industry. Uh, also that evening, Zayden Kane, who I'm also familiar with, uh, took on somebody who you might want to consider a central West Virginia figure hold, uh, Smokey C. This guy's been, I think he's been around wrestling around since Cheech and Chong were talking about uh, going up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, and I, I've been around Smokey C, you know, since his good early XMCW days. Um, you know, back when we, you know, once again, we, we were packing Nitro, uh, the community center there in Nitro, just full of fans back, you know, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. We were just, we were cramming that place every night, and Smokey was, he was a mainstay there. Um we reached out to him in the beginning of this. We said, hey, we're starting this thing up in Hamlin. We'd love to have you. Um, he came in. He did a great job, and then he threw his name in the hat. And Man, I tell you what, the, the guy can still go, you know, even after being in the business for, you know, I mean, it's got to be going on 20 years now. Yeah. So. And, and, and Zayden, I mean, I've seen him wrestle – Maybe one of you know more about him than I do. I mean, he still seems like a relative newcomer to the wrestling industry. Or am I mistaken? He's, it, he's yep. not really. Okay. Like, he's nine years in. Wow. Okay. See, I was very unfamiliar with that, and I apologize. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's nine years in. He's got a lot of experience. Um, I'm not sure if it's like, you know, like, crazy international experience but he's got experience i mean he does and our entire our entire first year or june to march um 
our entire first year that we had him, I mean, he he exhibited his experience. I mean, he really did. I mean, he really went out there. You know, he didn't win every match. No, he didn't. But you know what? He put on a show, and he wrestled every night that he was on our show. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, Zayden, uh, as a GM, I had a, I had I had some issues with Zayden. Uh, he liked to do things Zayden Kane's way, um, which wasn't always the way that uh, PIWA really wanted to do things. Um, I had to get on to him, you know, more than once for some, some, some somewhat shady antics that he liked to like to use in matches. Uh, but I tell you what, the guy showed up when we wanted him to, when we needed him to. Um, he never, never complained about who he was going out there against. Um, that he was, he was, he's been a mainstay in PIWA, and he'll he'll be back. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Zayden Kane is going to be, he's going to be a stable with us for a very long time. He's gonna, he he's gonna be back in the in the in the title picture in, in the future, I believe. Any thoughts from that match, gentlemen? Either one of you? Man, those two guys. When you talk about Smokey and Zayden, uh, again, Zayden's nine years in, close to. Uh, Smokey's pushing 20. Um, Smokey worked with JCW for people who don't know who, what that is. That's the Juggalo Championship Wrestling with ICP. That was just huge, huge, huge. Um, he is a self-proclaimed Juggalo. Uh, he's you know been part of that community as long as I've known him. Uh, he's been all over this country working for promotions that – you know, he, he's put his name on the on, on the map, and I am proud to say Smokey Smokey's a friend of mine, um, and that's that's kind of why we wanted him in there. The, the guy can go, and it doesn't matter who he's with. He's he's gonna he's gonna put on a show for the fans, and that's he is honestly our top one of our top guys, especially when it comes to the fans. They they love seeing Smokey come out there. And I mean, not only not only has he done all that, but this guy, I mean, a lot of people don't care, but this guy's bled buckets. You know, this guy has put his body on the line for for the fans. I mean, that's that's what he's done, and um, he he just knows how to entertain. It doesn't matter if he, you know, like with our promotion, he. You know, he comes in, he he does his thing, he he wrestles, he does the best he can. Um, but other promotions, you know, they got barbed wire and barbed wire bats and 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 light tubes and all this craziness. But he don't need that. He can put on an amazing match without all that. He doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've seen Smokey Russell, gosh, at least a dozen times. And I know what he can bring to the table. And it's always impressive. Speaking of impressive, the third deadly draw match of that night, we saw Dustin Alexander taking on 
probably what some will say is the best unsigned talent in independent professional wrestling today, Jason the Gift Kincaid. So let me, let me start with this question, and maybe I'm a little off base here or biased. Was Jason the odds-on favorite to win the tournament? Um, in my opinion, without a doubt. I mean, we have some great guys. We have four guys left in the Deadly Draw tournament. Four. And one of them is Kincaid. Right. Um, he is definitely the odds-on favorite. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, this guy's been to Japan. He's He's been all over the world. I think we've discussed this in another podcast. This guy is incredible. And I cannot believe that he's not signed. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind that he's not signed. I I know, and I know we don't, usually talk about other promotions here, the ones that are on television, but I probably was one of the strongest cheerleaders when Cody Rhodes was doing the open challenge for the TNT championship. I said, Kincaid, I mean, we got Eddie Kingston, who's great. Uh, and then you got Iron Horse or War Horse. War Horse. Yeah. Um, I know he has a lot strong social media presence, but I, I, I think, the AEW, in my professional opinion, kind of missed the boat on that one. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Warhorse yeah. is—he's um, great. I love the throwback to you, know, the Warrior. I get—I love it. It's great. Yeah. But man, Chasing Kincaid would have went on that show and absolutely. Stole it. Yeah. I have no question. Yeah, I, I 100% unequivocally agree. Um, I had the privilege about, I want to say about a month ago, to call one of his matches in another promotion in North Carolina where he took on Victor Andrews. And Victor Andrews is, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a oh. really st strong name. I mean, you can Google this guy or even go to the WWE Network and you can actually search him and he brings up a match. So you talk about a match seal in the show that night. Uh, you got one guy who should be signed and another guy who also should be signed. I mean, it, it's probably fairly close from what some circles say to getting signed. Um, and somebody I know that uh, we would love to see in PIWA at some point. We're actually working on that as we yeah. speak. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't want to take anything away from Dustin Alexander, do we, Cliff? No, man, I tell you what, Dustin came in, and uh, we, di we didn't really know who he was at first. Um, we knew, you know, as, as his training, we knew, we knew that the guy could go. Um, we didn't really know what we were getting because none of us had really ever seen him really do his thing uh, to a full extent. You know, I had seen small clips here and there. Um, me and Joe and Ryan kind of talked about who we wanted to bring in and where we had seen him. We would look up clips, stuff like that. And then he comes in here and he just, I mean, he just takes it by storm. I mean, this yeah. guy can flat out go. Um, and, and it helps that, you know, that little girl in his corner, Nicolia, boy, she's, she can go too. Um, yeah. 
you know, and I and I think even just having her presence out there is big for him. Um, but yes, Dustin. Well, I won't say Dustin. You know, he's probably the second has the second least amount of experience in this tournament um, with, uh, you know, a young guy that we'll talk about, you know, again, uh, in, in Frankie. Um, but Dustin, man, I, he impressed all of us. Uh, I love having him around. He is great in the locker room. He, uh, he does what does what's asked of him and, and he keeps it professional. That's what we like at PIWA. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for. And gentlemen, again, any particular thoughts or takeaways from that match that evening? Um, no, just the fact that, um, Dustin Alexander, uh, being as, as new as he is and, and I mean, I thought that was incredible. Like he just went out there, you know, we, we said, look, (laughs) actually the fans or not even the fans just, the draw said, hey, you're against Kincaid. He didn't bat an eye. You know, he went out there. He he did the best he could. He wrestled so great, and it was so good for our fans that, um, you know, Dustin Alexander is definitely going to be back in PIWA. There's no question about that and I think he's going to make a huge impact and that's something that I'm sure myself and the PIWA fans would like to see speaking of things that they like to see Cliff you had to surprise the PIWA audience that night when you said hey I'm going against Billy Masters to get this 50% back yeah you know and right away uh, to all of our fans, I, I'll throw out the apology. I, I thought I was going to have what it takes. Um, you know, I, I wanted to knock Billy off of that horse uh, before at, before it got running. Um, I've been around Billy for over 15 years. Uh, I knew what he was all about. I knew why he came to PIWA, and that was to take over. Um, I knew what it was going to take. I knew that I was going to have to go out there and pull out all the stops. I was going to have to, to give him everything I had. And in the end, of course, it, you know, it, it, it wasn't enough. Um, I uh, fell a little short that night. You know, he had, he had a little hand there on the outside of the ring, helping him a little bit, but I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Uh, as a performer that night, I, I came up short. And, and Joe, you were the special guest referee of that match. I mean, that, had to, would you say you had bias going into that thing, or did you really try to call it down the middle? Um, I hate to say it, but I definitely had bias. Okay. I mean, there's there's no question. Um, I mean, during the match, I called it down the middle, and man, every time my friend, my student got hit it absolutely devastated me like it, it was um it was horrible honestly um and at the end you know 
I knew that it was over, <laughs> but um, but I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to count the three. I could not bring myself to do that on Cliff, and um, I just I said no, I can't do this. And his brother Brian decided to come in. He punched me in the face. Um, and that's, that's the way it went. It was, um, it was right up there with the, um, 50% of the company type thing, um, that I was, uh, dealing with. It was, it, it was rough. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And Billy Masters did have the victory that night. Uh, in the main event, you had what uh, some were calling the heaven versus hell match. Reverend Ronnie Roberts taking on T.J. Phillips. T.J. Phillips, very storied history. Uh, very big stalwart in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and Reverend Ronnie Roberts. Guys, how did this match come about? Good, Cliff. You got it. So... As we all know, T.J. Phillips is – he's one of the best best around. Uh, he he does what he does, but he is – other than wrestling-wise, he is amazing at mind games. Um, and I believe it was his promo that he cut first. Um, we had let him know that, hey, we, we wanted to bring in Ronnie. Um, we wanted to see what Ronnie had, and he took it upon himself – kind of to, to, to poke the bear a little bit. Um, he started with uh, a very dark, dark promo, um, something that we did not endorse in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and, you know, I believe he even himself, to his credit, put a disclaimer in this promo that this was not something that PIWA wanted him to do. Um, he knows how to push buttons. Uh, the buttons that he pushed that night, I think kind of – I'm not entirely sure Ronnie was sold on, you know, coming in and and working for us. And, you know, it's a good drive for Ronnie. He uh, maybe could have made money elsewhere. But he once he got this video, this horrific – I mean, just – you know, it's hard to even talk about um, – once he got this video, I, I think it sealed it. I think he was ready to go. Uh, he answered with a video of his own. Um, he was very professional. He kind of he let TJ know that, no uncertain terms, he wasn't going to do that, uh, and he was he was going to come in and and wrestle TJ. He was going to really try and fight him. Joe, what was your perspective on the promo that Cliff's referring to? Um, I got sent that promo. And it was kind of my job to show it to everyone else, basically. And honestly, I mean, um, man, um, I haven't seen a promo like that in a long, long time, if I've ever seen one. I mean, it was, um, 
Yeah, it was disturbing pretty, at best. Yeah, it was disturbing. It was. It was disturbing. Um, but I knew that with the Reverend Ronnie Roberts coming and a guy like T.J. Phillips, who <laughs> clearly is not on the side of the Reverend Ronnie Roberts, completely opposite, actually. I knew that there was going to be some uh, friction. Um, but man, uh, TJ, TJ's a, he's a good wrestler. He's a great wrestler. I love TJ. But man, he, uh, he's a heat magnet. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's, uh, that's the best way I can put it. And, and TJ would even tell you that himself, you know. Um, yeah, I mean he'll make no bones about it. Any particular thoughts or takeaways from that main event that night in January from either one of you? Because I was not there. All of the all of the controversy, all of the the craziness set aside. Those two guys went out and put on a show. Um, those two guys went out there and did what we expected them to do. Um, they entertained. They both pulled out all the stops that they could. Uh, TJ, of course, you know, he, he of course, has his, his cronies at ringside, um, like always. Um, and I, you know, looking back now, I can't exactly remember off the top of my head if they were out there for the entire match or not. Um, but uh, – I, Patrick, do, I know that Patrick James was Patrick Patrick was out there for the whole match. Okay, so but I can't take anything away from TJ even with Patrick out there. Pat, uh, TJ is uh, a world class wrestler. Um, this guy's done it everywhere. Um, he's worked for tons of promotions and has plenty of titles to to back that up. He's just he's on the on the other side of things from kind of you know kind of from what we were looking to get out of him. But like I said, it was a great match. I had no beefs with it. I think uh, I think they did what they were supposed to do. Good. Um, so, so the way the match ended was um, Patrick James was on the outside. TJ was out. Ronnie had him. Ronnie goes for the cover. There's a leg loose. Patrick comes around. He puts the foot on the bottom rope. And that breaks the count. Um, so basically what ended up happening was um, Ronnie celebrating the victory. He's great. Um, TJ rolls him up, grabs the trunks, one, two, three, boom, he gets the win. Um, but the way we were going to solve that, which uh, sucks that we didn't really get to do it, was we were going to have TJ Phillips and Ronnie Roberts in a, uh, in a blindfold match, basically. That was the whole, that was our 
That was the way we we're gonna solve the problem. That never happened for whatever reason. But um, regardless, it was a great match. It was it was fun. It 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 worked out. The crowd loved it, and that's the main thing. Yeah, Joe. I would probably add the addendum. Not yet, because I mean the pandemic has turned the world on its ear. So there's no reason to say this match cannot happen sometime in 2021, assuming the world does get back to some sense of normalcy, um, whatever that happens to be. So I, I could see I'd be thrilled to get a chance to call a blindfold match. And speaking of thrilled here, we got a new segment called Pin Them Down. This is going to be tossed in every now and again when we don't have questions from you, the fans. Uh, I come up with a couple of my own questions. Uh, the guests are not privy to any of the information. Three questions, pin them down like a three count. And we'll start with the first one. And either of you can answer first or second. What independent talent would you like to see in PIWA? I know. I I know the uh, and assuming assuming no co cost is not an issue. Independent talent, though, that is the only caveat I'm putting on that. Hmm. Independent talent. Um, so there is one guy. I have been around him again uh, since he came in. Um, we haven't had the opportunity to have him just yet. He again has been everywhere uh mr chance profit uh i don't think that uh that you can go wrong when it comes to to having no. chance in no. um the guy is world class work world he's the classiest guy one of the classiest guys i've ever met um if, if i had to choose one it, it'd be chance good choice really good choice joe what about you Wow. Um, honestly, um, gosh, we've had in the Ducks, we've had Facade, we've had Kincaid. <sighs> wow. Um, honestly, one of my top ones right now that I would really like to have in and to work with us is Blanco Loco. I've seen Blanco Loco in Tennessee, and uh, he's, he's a great hand. He's a great hand. He does some fantastic stuff in the ring. For those of you who haven't seen him, I encourage you to go over to the YouTube and check out Blanco Loco matches. So let's flip the script for count two here. Again, unlimited pocketbook. This time, contracts are not in play, which means anybody from any promotion. Who would be your dream talent to have at a PIWA event? So they can be under contract now. I have mine, my choice. I actually did think about this one. Um, at, and I can go first or you, you, one of you can go first or if you need a moment to think about it. No, absolutely. Go ahead. Cody Rhodes. I had the chance to... Um, Work with Cody at an ROH event in Concord, North Carolina years ago. 
and just some of the work that he has done being a former NWA world champion and what he brings to AEW now. I, I mean, I could just imagine, could you imagine him and Kincaid having a match? Could you imagine him and Prophet having a match? Could you imagine him and Facade having a match? I, 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 that's, if, if we're backing up the truck and Tony Khan says, go for it, kid, or he's not under contract anymore, that's the one I want to see. Um, mine honestly would probably be the Lucha Bros. Mm, cool. That that would be mine. Um, wow, both of those guys are just incredible, especially Ray Phoenix. I mean, they're amazing. Um. My close second would have to be Hangman Page. Good call. Another good call. Cliff, what about you? Man, that, I tell you what, boy, you really know how to put somebody on the spot here. Um, <laughs> you know, my uh, – I want to say AJ Styles would be, mm-hmm. would be the one guy. But that being said, I, I don't think I could – pass up the opportunity for arguably one of the best to ever do it in Chris Jericho. Ooh, good call. That, that's ah, all. That I can't, I can't, I can't pass up Chris. Um, I follow him on every bit of social media that I can. And the guy is just, uh, he deserves everything he's gotten. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's one of the best to ever, ever do it. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Two thoughts I have here. One is I'm really looking forward to Jericho's new book, The 30 Years of Jericho, where he talks about, he said that he's going to have notes from like almost every match that he's ever had. Oh, I, not, not almost every match, but every match he swears he has at least one or two thoughts. The other one, when you think about AJ, uh, when I was midway through uh, my wrestling career at this point, I had the privilege uh, to go to somewhere in Tennessee. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, Kingsport and got to call AJ Styles. And that night, his opponent, Bullet Club member, Chase Owens. Oh, you oh. gotta be kidding me. No. Now, here's, <laughs> wow. the other ha- here's the other half of that main event from that evening, because this is, this is, the ma- this is what I thought was going to be the capstone of my career, but obviously my career went on and I'm very grateful for it. The other match that night was for the NWA Southeastern Heavyweight Championship. Jason Kincaid defends the title against unsigned at that time, former WWE superstar, John Morrison. Oh my gosh. You want to talk wow. about a match that just tears it apart. And then you wonder why we hired him folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's Thank you. Right. Ah, okay. Last question here. And this is, I, and I can answer this one, too. Uh, what are you most looking forward to when PIWA live events return? I, I think it's for me, it's finally getting to meet the fans. Because I got signed, and then it was like, yeah, John, uh, we're not running. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and I think all three of us are really inclined to say the same thing. Our, our fans from show one, listen, we – this is unheard of in independent wrestling. Our first show, we had close to 100 people, our very first show. 
that's that's unheard of in independent wrestling, especially yeah. in West Virginia. That that, that doesn't happen. You, there's you know a new promotion. Wrestling hasn't been in this town in twenty years. Um, this was I had as a referee. Um, for the fans who don't know, I was a referee for close to 17 years. Um, Joe here was my trainer. He, uh, he, he brought me in, taught me, taught me everything I knew. Uh, my career went on. I got to work with some of the biggest names in the history of this business. Um, but I have him to thank for the entire thing. Uh, him and Ryan Pritchard both really got me into it, but you know, the fans, I mean, I miss our fans. Uh, I miss coming out and, you know, hearing the cheers and the boos and the questions after the show. Hey, who's coming back next time? Hey, is this so-and-so going to be there? Um, we don't know when this is going to happen. But uh, I can tell our, it's going to happen. We're yeah. going to be back. We're going to be bigger than bigger than we ever were. Um you know, we as owners, GMs, we made mistakes. Um, we didn't do everything that we probably should have done to bring this the best quality of our product out. But we've been getting together. We've been having meetings. And uh, we're going to correct those mistakes. And this thing is going to be bigger than it ever has. Yeah, it will be. So you go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned to PIWA's Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Joe, what other f forms of social media are we on? Um, actually, we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. Uh, just look up PIWA Wrestling. That's all you got to do. It'll bring you right to where you need to go. And uh, that's, that's basically it. Um, I'll actually post on Facebook. Um, when I post our podcast, what uh, different podcast hosts that they're on, but it's pretty much all of them, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. We also, we, we do have Twitter. Um, yeah. we, we need to get back on to, uh, you know, updating that a little bit better. Uh, a lot of us are busy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I work two jobs. Joe stays busy. I know you stay busy. So, you know, but we're, we're going to get back on this social media thing. We're going to get our YouTube page updated with footage, with our podcasts, uh, with our shows. So everybody just hang tight. Give us a little bit of time here, and we'll, we'll get everybody caught up to where we need to be. I couldn't have said it better myself, Cliff. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned to PIWA on all forms of social media. Uh, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. If you're listening uh, via podcast, make sure you subscribe. If you're over in iTunes, give us that five-star rating. It does help the algorithm. And for Cliff Stowers and Joe Johnson, this is Jonathan Darwin saying, we will see you next time for PIWA's Pride Perspective podcast. <laughs>